Welcome to another episode of Quick Fix, where I, Drew Shulman, invite a guest on the show to pitch a quick fanfic episode of Supernatural based on a Monster of the Week of my guest's choosing. Today, my guest is Chris from the Monster of the Week podcast. So, Chris, welcome to the show. How you been? I'm great. Thanks for having me. This is the part where we, like, pretend we haven't just been talking for the last, like, 30-something yeah, hey, minutes. Anyway, great to hear your voice just now for the first time <laughs> in quite a long time. I feel like it's one of those, like, the secret of the podcast world. Like, no one ever just gets on mic in a studio yeah. and, like, goes, we're starting now. It's like, come on over, have a drink. Let's bitch yeah. about work for an hour or, like, swap <laughs> stories about Pokemon cards. How else do you prepare to talk about Supernatural? <laughs> exactly. So... To get us started this week, I want to ask you, what monster have you pitched? Um, for those listening, I'm going to release these in order. So if you're listening to this, you theoretically just listened to Jeremy's episode, where we jokingly said I was going to compare both of your choices to see who had the better choice. Okay. Uh, honestly, All I'm right. not going to well, judge. I'm just curious. To make no pressure. <laughs> I just want you to have like a, there's a challenge. Can you beat Jeremy's? Do you know what he Let's picked? See. I don't know what he picked. We talked about it like a little bit just to make sure that we didn't pick the same thing. Yes. I told him what my idea was, but that was that was about it. Well, he claims yours was better. His I liked. I will. I, I won't spoil it so you can listen to it. Uh, I was unfamiliar with the character. I kind of knew it vaguely, but not in detail. So it was very okay. an educational experience. Yeah. But we had a really good time with it. So I'll be curious to know what you have lined up. So I first, when you first pitched this to me, I thought, of a lot of different types of monsters that I would want to see Sam and Dean come up against. Now, I particularly like uh, Japanese urban legends and stuff like that. So that yes. was my original thought. But as time has gone on, as I've thought about this, the last time you and I recorded together, it was about Clap Your Hands If You Believe, the episode of season six, where they, <laughs> yes. Sam and Dean think that they are being abducted by UFOs, that there's aliens, but it turns mm -hmm. out that it's fairies. And Supernatural has done UFOs as a joke twice. So I thought, what if we took a look at UFOs or aliens, extraterrestrials, actual beings from space as a serious horror monster of the week oh, episode? Oh, dude, I love this. This is like literally like when I pitched this show to Mary and Rochelle initially, my line was like, I, I can't remember what monster I had. I actually pitched a monster shocked to find out that it wasn't covered in the show <laughs> and then i was like we can do this show we'll get guests on and we can cover so many things like, <laughs> we, they're, like they're never gonna fight aliens we can do an alien episode like i think it was yeah. literally one of my examples and also there is this like trend i've noticed you're now the fourth person i've had on the show or on this segment and the fourth one to do this where you pitch an amazing idea but you also mention an idea you had that you didn't do that yeah. I am now telling you we are going to do next. <laughs> okay. All right. Wait, we can easily do that. I will I will dig up on some Japanese urban legends and we will yeah. get back to it. And like, I mean, I know we were talking about it before, like big Pokemon fan, how many weird Pokemon yokai myths overlap oh, is amazing. Yeah. 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 And also how gross some of those yokai, yokai are. I know I brought it up on our show once in the past, but there is a yokai that is canonically a prince with two wieners and yeah. he sticks them in your nose and that's why you get like stuffy noses. Dean Winchester is going to have to kill that guy. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine how we, they get to meeting this guy because that would yeah. only lead to more terrible questions. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll have to, we'll definitely have yes. to come back to that. Okay. So, aliens. Um, aliens. I feel like in an alien episode, you kind of have the advantage of like you could play Sam and Dean, not against each other, but kind of like mm -hmm. one believes, like you're Mulder and Scully kind of. Right, right. So and I started thinking when we, when we did, I started thinking Sam has to now, 
I think, step up to the plate. Because this is a little bit cheating, but in the previous episode where he thought that Dean might have been abducted, he didn't care because he was so low. Oh, yeah, so now exactly. Now I feel like he's got to step up and really, <laughs> really come to terms with this. Also, I don't, aliens can go in a million different directions. There can be yeah. so many versions of what that is. But when I was a kid, I was petrified of aliens. I thought that was the scariest thing of all time. There were so many like shows on and there was tabloids. <laughs> and when I was a kid in the 90s, I just believed all of it. I just thought this is the scariest thing that can happen oh, to a person. So I started imagining just these like silent beings. Like I know there's so many stories about aliens portraying themselves as like angels and presenting themselves that way to people. So oh. I thought, well, what would that look like in the supernatural universe? Because Sam and Dean already know about angels. They already, you know, they, they know Castiel. So what is it when, when something comes in and it pretends to be that? Are they going to notice that it's weird? How are they going to fight that? Who's going to get abducted? Oh, that is, okay, so many things. One, I love the idea of Sam now being soulful, getting to care about it, but then yeah. play that against Dean, who's like, no, no, we've already done this. It's not aliens. It's He's, he's insisting the entire time, it's fairies. Trust me, it's fairies. And Meanwhile. just like the little things that like, you know, like, oh, well, because they're fairies, you do this and it just doesn't work. And he's like, what am I doing wrong? I don't get it. Like. Yeah. Not like I'm wrong, it's I've done something wrong. I know they're not aliens. Yeah. But then the idea of them like posing as angel. Oh, god damn it, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine like if a hypothetical angel that can come down and it takes on if you know gets into your mind, reads your mind, takes on a form that it thinks that you will find angelic, but for Dean it just takes the form of Castiel. <laughs> which on its nose is like, okay, that's that's that could be a funny idea, but then it's like a Castiel that doesn't speak. Maybe it just smiles at them. Oh, that and, is and so acts a certain creepy. way and they're like, Cass, what's going on? Why are you talking back to us? Because it just it doesn't understand, it doesn't have that level of communication. But these are just creeps, you know, we need to figure out how beyond just being spooky monsters. How are we going to yeah. deal with them? So I feel like I kind of also like the idea, and this is something that's come up a few times, is even though the idea is this is kind of the monster of the week, and obviously the goal is beating them, I like the idea that we kind of keep the mystery element and we don't implicitly mm -hmm. state what their like goal is. Like we, we beat them, but we never find out why they right. were here. They are here. They are doing something, but why are they doing it? Why are they here? It's like every ex episode of the X-Files. Uh, Everything's yeah. just sort of left with a question mark. And I always sort of wish that Supernatural would let there be a few more question marks, let Ooh. things remain in kind of that horror area where they almost always have the answer. They have the thing that kills it. Well, maybe they don't kill it. Maybe they just get away from it or get it to leave. But that's, you know, it's still left open. Like, what did it want? Why did it not say anything? Why did it appear in the manner that it appeared? Were people oh. going missing? Because we have to figure out why Sam and Dean were drawn to this in the first place. And maybe they're drawn to it immediately just thinking, hey, we had that case with the fairies a while back. You get the salt, you know, we'll spill the salt shaker and they'll, <laughs> they'll be distracted for a while. We'll, we'll handle it the right way this time. But then as things unfold, they're realizing, well, no, it's not, it's not that. It's not the trickster. It's not this other thing that we might have, you know, mistaken this for. Is it, It's not a vengeful spirit. It's but what is happening to people? The angels claim not to be involved. Castiel says this isn't them. Like what? How is this happening? How how do we get closer to this? Are there lights in the sky? Are there actual flying saucers in this episode? I I love the idea that like you know like even for the audience we play it off or like it's never clear. Like you start to kind of go like oh shit maybe Sam is right with the alien thing. Yeah. But like never confirm it. And then the last shot like when they eventually go like, well we've saved everyone. It's over. We don't have answers, and that feels really unsettling. And like. At this point, they're like, no confirmation, but they're convinced it's aliens, but like purely off of circumstantial evidence. And then we as the audience in the last shot of like something taking off and leaving. 
Yes, we have to see a freaking UFO. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we like we, do. so we Sam as an and audience don't get it. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. which also feels good because so often, like as much as like a good gimmick for a show like this is the ability to show the audience something and then make you yeah. realize like, oh, you know more than they do. So you now get the like the audience like wholly greater than thou eagle eye view. Right. Doing it here as like the ending, I think is such a beautiful touch. Oh, I love that. There could be a lot of interesting things where you set it up so that you know, Sam is doing this UFO research and like every time it just comes down to, it can't be that. Surely it can't be that. Let's try this thing. Let's try that thing. And then maybe they just finally find a thing that gets the alien to go away, but it, you know, the pieces don't quite add up. And then that's when we keep getting the reveals as the audience, we know, but Sam and Dean are just completely in the dark for it. But who, without copying that original episode too much, like who are they going to go to for help? Are they going to go to the local college and talk to the UFO expert? Cause they've done that before. Right. So who do they go to for this? Well, I think they would. So assuming again, kind of the idea of like, Hey, we know it's on aliens. We're not giving like, going to like pretend to take that route. They just keep trying other things. And then like little things come up where it's like, well, that like sounds like a thing I've heard of from like, you know, when I looked up aliens and UFOs, like when you're talking to these people who think it's aliens, and you're like, well, that kind of makes more sense. But like, no, yeah. it can't be. Like, keep giving them the hints of like, you know, the time stoppage or like lights in the sky. And it's like, okay, like they're clearly doing a really good job of convincing people, but like it can't be aliens. So they, right. I like they did. Maybe this is more of like a them not going to an expert type of episode because I think that uh. would just cause more confusion. Yeah, they're the experts. They're the ones who should mm-hmm. know everything, especially if they really aren't able to fully buy into the idea that this could be aliens. Um, I love, I just, I keep seeing scenes since I mentioned a silent Castiel. Like mm-hmm. they see lights in the sky, like, hey, let's let's go run into the cornfield and figure out what that was. <laughs> Only to see a very far away Castiel standing out there, oh, not saying God. anything. And they just keep thinking, what does he have to do with this? They can even call him down. Maybe he's off doing whatever he's doing at the B-plot of this episode. But he's he's so uninvolved that they they know that this isn't right. They know what they're seeing isn't right, but they can't explain it. Okay, B-plot? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm co-opting a B-plot here. B-plot is <laughs> Cass, for whatever reason, wants to atone for something he fucked up. So he's planning a surprise for the two of them. <laughs> So every time they call him and they're like, where have you been? And he's like, oh shit, they're on to me. Uh, and lies. And they're like, he's clearly lying to us. What the fuck's happening? And they think he's part of it. He's being super shady. He won't answer their questions. He's like, you know, that cast we ran into earlier was dead silent. I just called cast and he was being pretty weird and quiet on the phone. Something's going on here. And finally, the end, we see the UFO. They leave. They're like, okay, well, like, it's gone. It's returned. Castiel is the only one who sees the UFO, but he has no context for what oh my God. He does not give a shit. Also, he's an angel, so he's just like aware of extraterrestrial life out there in the universe. So he oh, sees God, it and he's just yes. like, huh, that's strange. And then huh. never mentions it. Huh. They're not supposed to be here this time of year. Uh, maybe this is a comedy episode. <laughs> I, th- I think it has to be a bit funny. I think this is like the perfect mix of like, let it be funny. But like, mm-hmm. I think also this is a great tool is you make it funny so that when you do get those like casts standing in a field, not responding to them, just kind of giving them the smile and a head tilt. And like, it's unsettling. Or like when mm-hmm. we do see things like, you know, someone like describing what happened and we get like a flashback version of what they saw. And it's like, that's fucking creepy. Like, let yeah. it be scary because the rest of the episode's so silly that it makes the scary bit scarier. Like I, I always say one of the best examples the show had of this was... um mystery spot where it's such a funny silly episode and then they legit kill dean and sam goes full-on serial killer mode like 
That's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's it goes so dark so fast. I remember rewatching that episode so many years ago with friends and be like, okay, this is a great episode. You know, you don't need too much context for the show. It'll be a good laugh. And it is kind of a good laugh. And then you hit that point and it's like, what the hell? This is a this is a dark episode. The other dark episode is Jeremy and I actually disagreed on how much we liked this. I really liked the episode in season four where we find out there's like kids living in the walls because a oh, person yeah. living in your walls is a horrifying concept. And that sort of thing is what led me to this prompt. It's just the idea of Supernatural getting to be scary. And that doesn't mean that it has to play itself straight the entire time. It's not always that kind of show. These characters have humor, and that's just the way that they are presented to us. That's why people love them so much. But then just bouncing off of that with these these silent, weird creatures that we never explain. And maybe there are people being abducted or people, people are going missing, but then they come back, and they don't. all they can describe is the light that they experienced. I mean, imagine the bells that would be ringing in Sam and Dean's head hearing these reports from abductees, but none of it really makes sense. None of it quite sounds the same. Maybe none of it's as funny as, you know, the trickster making that guy slow dance with a, with an alien <laughs> back in season two, but it's just things that don't quite add up. Just keep building that, like that dissonance that like, this is just unusual. This isn't like what we are used to dealing with. How do we deal with it? <laughs> And that's something I like too. Like, kind of, I was like, kind of like, where can we learn from the brothers? Like, what can kind of yeah. be like the if if Mary and I did this episode on the show, what would be our theme and our conversation? And I think the idea yeah. of like understanding that no matter how much you know, there's always more out there than you can know. Right. Like, they could be the biggest experts. They could pull in, you know, all the books from every hunter they know, the, the Campbell family library, Bobby's expertise, Rufus's old notes, their dad's old notes, and just like everything's close but something's missing every time yeah also I, I, if we if we were i think i agree with you that we would probably not do a reveal of the creature's true forms so i think it's more fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like there's so much fun to be had with that like dude i'm assuming of the best alien movies you've seen signs oh of course of the, course that sitting in the theater and seeing the reveal in that like Mexican families like birthday I damn video near shit my and it pants. walks past. I was like 11 years old, man. Oh, that was, dude. Was... That is still like, I still, I've rewatched it like on like an iPhone since like at this point. It's scary. And that moment <laughs> still every time unnerves me so much. It's, it comes out of nowhere. It stares directly at the camera. It's so intense. It's you know, just, and we oh. wouldn't even, they wouldn't even have to show the aliens. If we play with like the light, you know, the lights in the mm-hmm. sky, but then the light, light reflecting off of things. When I was a kid, when I think about being scared of aliens, there was a light that would come in through my bedroom window at night and it would, you know, streak across the wall. And that light I started to become very suspicious of. So imagine you see a light streaking across your, your dark room, comes in from outside. Maybe it's a street light. Maybe it's something in the sky. And maybe you just see a shadow of something in it. You never quite see what the figure looks oh like in its original form you just see its weird shadow cast against something and then when you finally do see it it's taken on the form of something that you recognize except it's a silent weird version of something oh. you recognize and i oh. guess is a i love this i love this so as, much <laughs> as supernatural goes on right it, it becomes uh there's less and less of the unknown mm-hmm. sam and dean in season one 
have never fought a vampire before. And they're like, well, dad killed all the vampires. What do you mean? What, you know, let's, let's, let's look at the notes. This doesn't make any sense. Um, but, but, you know, by season six, seven, they've already, they faced it all. And each season will usually have a new, strange, big, bad, something they've never felt faced before. But the idea of the unknown in the world of supernatural, in the world of hunters, something that they can't quite face up against, something that maybe can't be killed or just doesn't need to be killed. Again, if we, if we keep having, you know, every disappearance, there's a strange experience, but then the person comes back. And it's like, okay, well, that's, they're back. They were gone. They don't know what happened. They seem fine. Well, how, do, how do we deal with that? You know, um, it just opens up a lot of questions, I guess, that don't have answers. Oh, I love it. Like, I, and I even love the idea of like them again, like ultimately not solving the problem, but it just sort of like figuring out that it's over. Yeah. Like having a like whatever final stand of some sort. Like I'm trying to think how you would do that with a not revealing them and not, you know, like having them figure out what it is. But having a like a close encounter to pardon the pun, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in a cornfield and like re- getting like the sense of like it's it's over and like maybe cutting to like them staying in town for a few days and being like no it's really over. It would be and, interesting. Like, like what did they, they want? Do- what were they after? Yeah. Are they trying to? I could imagine a scenario of Dean being abducted, and in that white light that he's taken up into, where they are doing something. They are doing something to your mind, trying to either whether what they're doing to your mind is to hide what they're doing to your body or something, mm-hmm. or they're doing something. But Dean, his entire philosophy philosophy about free will, being so resistant to that, that it could even be the fact that they're actually trying to pass on knowledge to humans. But Dean is resistant to it because he's like, I'm not letting you like mess with my head. I'm not letting you mess with my free will. Even if it is information, even if it is knowledge, he's just he resists it and he's able to escape and he's able to get back out. But. He learned nothing, and he doesn't realize that he actually lost out on something. It's all oh, remains. Oh, I love mark. this. M- maybe we it's... also find out that everyone who's been returned from being abducted, like, has a like some small change in their life where it's like, yeah, it seems weird. Like, you know, this person goes missing, shows up three days later, and like, you know, it, it, even doing it in a way where it's never like presented, like, oh, they're like suddenly a Nobel Prize winning scientist, yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. you know, like you have like one of them get they they meet him like outside of the school and he's like leaving as he's being congratulated by his professor for like i've you know your marks have improved so much in the last few days Mm. like just slight hints of like these people are somehow better than they were before but never really like we as an audience sort of go like oh we can kind of catch that Mm -hmm. but not but also imagine how sam and dean would react to that they would think that's too good to be true something's Mm. going on here but is it because you know or are the aliens implanting some thing into a human that actually makes their brain function at a higher level or something but dean is like "Uh uh-uh not me chief not happening (laughs) oh i I feel like you'd also have to pull like just purely for the comedy angle um we would have to pull off a moment where someone thinks an alien's gonna burst out of somebody or something's gonna happen like that and it's like a false alarm and ends up being nothing yeah there's so much you can play with with ufos and with it with aliens there's just there's a thousand possibilities and and i think that you lose all those possibilities when you put a definitive answer on it Mm -hmm. uh so that's I think that's the biggest thing is leaving these boys to wonder. And I wish there was more in the show that left them to, to wonder that you, you didn't just find the you didn't just get away from it. You didn't find the weapon to kill it. You just you just don't know. And mm-hmm. I think that that would stick with them and help them approach other situations in, in, a, in a different way, knowing that there might not be an answer and they might just be lucky that it's over. 
Yeah, like, I, I kind of love that as well, of just the, like, again, to kind of play with the theme of, like, you can't always have the answers. That sometimes you can chalk it up to a win. Like, yes, the situation's over and everything's better, but, like, what did like what did you actually achieve? Like, it just ended. Yeah. Was it because of you? Were you beneficial in this in some way? Who knows? Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, oh, the aliens were actually trying to take over Earth, seeing <laughs> if they could subjugate their will. But because Dean was just, like, annoyed and wouldn't let them do it, he actually saved the Earth from an alien invasion, but doesn't even realize Sa- it. <laughs> saved by his sheer... And I like the idea, too, that the entire episode, he's being super stubborn to Sam, refusing he's to like, bend. no, Sam, last time... They had me last time, and I will not be fooled again. Literally, his, like, his stuck-up-in-ness is secretly the yeah. weapon that beats them. Oh, I fucking love that. Yeah. The only downside, the only thing we would need to work on this episode for, we have to figure out, is how do we get... Dean to make as many alien sci-fi film franchise jokes while not believing that it's aliens. Yeah. I think, and he's going to be doing that almost to throw it back in Sam's face as he's, he's over concerned about this. And Dean's like, dude, you don't need to feel that bad about it anymore. You you didn't have a soul. I get it. You didn't (laughs) care back then. It's not a big deal. Like he plays off this whole thing. Like Sam is so invested because of the last time. Like if it wasn't for that, you'd be on my side and be skeptical. Right. Oh, I fucking right. love that. We and also think, just you know, need, like, at some point, Dean, like, Sam just finding Dean with a cat for no reason. He calls the cat Jonesy. Like, just all those little yeah. references. You need all, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, oh, man. That's, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have as clear of a plot, I think, as you, if you a normal episode would. But I like the idea of them just having to wonder, having to research, find dead ends, have these strange experiences. Does that work as a Monster of the Week episode? No, not necessarily. But I think you, you maybe you add in a bit more of a threat. You add in a bit more of a ticking clock. Somebody's been taken who was on life support or who, who needs something. And Ooh. if they don't get back, they're going to be in serious trouble. Um, something like that where they have to act now. They have to get to the bottom of this. Maybe there's a, a, a burn mark that's left behind every time someone's taken or a, a small metal object. And they're tracing that to a source somewhere. Uh, and, and that's where they find, you know, the fake Castiel in a cornfield. And then Dean gets taken up and... You know, I like that. Pers- I like the idea of like a pursuing a of danger, like yeah, al- yeah. almost like like I almost really like the inverse of like sulfur from demons, like a weird metal, oh, like yeah, yeah, like a metal, a metallic powdery like substance kind of gets tracked oh, around. A weird purification, you know, like how Ooh. aliens in in like War of the Worlds they get like the common cold and then it wipes out their entire race. Um, this would be something like the a- aliens purify the area around them before they like enter, before they step out of the light, as it were. So they find these super like hyper sanitized regions where the person was abducted from. I love that. Actually, it's a really good idea too. Like these, like just again, like the weirdness of like, you're used to like destruction, chaos, yeah. and struggle. I'm and used like, to the smell of rotten eggs. Everything in here is just clean. Now. <laughs> like let that be one of the things they pick up on is like, do you ever notice like how clean that place was? Like, yeah, whatever. No, no. Like it's a college dorm room. Like right. Sammy, it's a college dorm room. It's a college dorm. You went to college, like, Sammy. You went to college. I've dated college girls. I know what a college dorm room smells like. Yeah. That is not normal. Yeah. Just not a, <laughs> to, to, there's no dust to the point that it's bizarre <laughs> that like your lizard brain is picking up on it. Like something's not right here. Oh man. I also like the idea of like filling the episode with like weird red herrings where like there are like, yes. just those like weird moments where it's like, is that an alien thing? Or is that just a weird coincidence? Like let it kind of be a level of like, even as an audience, you're like every little thing like, oh, maybe that. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's either a very spooky episode or the most annoying episode anyone's ever seen. Oh, uh, I think I think written well, and I think even just the two of us like having fun today. I, I, I the the video in my head playing is like yeah. super fun, super silly, like lots of laughs, but just like those moments where like the music cuts out, mm-hmm. you're like the camera tank is that weird like that tilt shift to it. The lighting is very black and white, almost like too bright, but like things don't seem right. Like there's that eerie mm-hmm. level of it. Oh. I, I could and imagine, see it. Imagine and I a cold it. open. Imagine a cold open that has no music. It just starts with a you know a person driving home or walking somewhere. You just it's this typical cold open of, of a person getting snatched or getting killed or whatever it is. But there's just no music and everything's quiet. And the only thing that happens is a light comes down and falls over somebody who doesn't even realize it's happening at first. And they look around. And the next thing they know, they're you know covering their eyes from a glare and then they're gone. And then we see a little metal thing drop to the ground or we see a purification thing go out and it just makes no sense. And it's so quiet. And then this keeps happening enough to bring Sam and Dean to town um, and where they have to then figure out this mystery that makes no sense on how do you track down something that has no lore? Oh, I think that's, up into the sky. That, I that's guess. it is you start to like affix lore to it, try to find commonalities yes. and like sort of like going by their original playbook and then just seeing it fail. Oh, it's a, yeah. It's, it's like an, uh, an exploration of failure. They're diving through all of their past yeah. experiences, all of their past knowledge, all of the things they start going into the, the the deep dives where oh we thought it was this strange creature but it turned out to just be kind of a, a weirdo vampire um, all the things that it never was before but of course it's like well it's never going to be UFO like maybe they even explored the, the idea of a Bigfoot because they're just like we're <laughs> ticking all the boxes tonight we're just doing this I also love the idea of like we've talked about like the Bigfoot before it's like I love the idea of tackling like the like. I, I feel like Mary may have spoiled it for me or I'm making this up but I feel like they do breach like the Loch Ness Monster at some point, and I'm very excited if that is a thing. I can't even remember. Like, I could be misremembering. Like, those are the kind of things where it's like, I want to see those moments. Those, like, those I love, I just love the tabloid cryptids from the 90s. Yeah. And they, of course, they extend beyond the 90s. But, like, just that, you know, I remember my childhood going to the grocery store and seeing the celebrity tabloid magazines right next to the ones <laughs> about Loch Ness Monster and just being like, well, I know that actor's a real person, so surely this... <laughs> This monster's a real person. They're in a magazine but, at the grocery the transit- store. <laughs> grocery store magazines would never lie to me. Yeah. Also, the Pokemon fan magazine is here as well. <laughs> this is all legit stuff. <laughs> I'm going to go out next week and meet Bigfoot, Mewtwo, and yeah. I can't think of a celebrity that's worth Tom Cruise. Oh, was the best Tom I could come up with. There we go. There Speaking we of go. celebrities, I feel like so I normally like to ask who you would mm. put in this episode either as the monster of the week, given that we tend to have a human form, but given that we're yeah. going with Cass, and I kind of like the idea of like not having them stick out as much. Mm-hmm. So like, even if we realize like, oh, that person who's like in the diner is acting funny, we know it's one of them. But like, do we maybe bring in like another hunter in the town who's like kind of their starting point? Who's like, here's everything I've tried, but everything like makes sense. But there's always like one thing that really kind of goes like, well, it can't be that because it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So who do we bring in as like our like hunter who's like almost convinced it's aliens but refuses to like side with Sam? Somebody also. so an actor who looks like he could be fringe, like right on the edge of like maybe <laughs> just letting go. I can't I'm so bad with actor names. But I, we, we I have to think of somebody who, I, I have two that come to mind immediately and they're terrible. Alright, who who do we got? I feel like you get Nicolas Cage for this role. Oh my god. Or Steve Buscemi. Yes. I weirdly thought of Steve Buscemi for a second. <laughs> because he's I, just like. I love the man. He looks yeah. like a fucking alien. Yeah. 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 
That's yeah. It's one of these guys. I think Steve Buscemi is the way to go on this one. Yeah. He's just like, "What's up, guys?" And he's just I, fucking Steve oh. Buscemi in the diner. He's chain smoking. Like, hey, you can't smoke in here. He's like, "Listen, lady, I got I a lot on my the, mind." I can picture the outfit with like the fishing vest, that like that tan hunter's vest, the yes, cap with yes. like the hooks in it. Bobby's like, he, "Oh no, you didn't talk to him, did you?" Like, no, no, yeah. no, no one deals with him anymore. He's off his rocker. And he's actually gone so far out of his way to prove that it's not aliens. Because he's he's every time he says it's aliens, and then he's been fooled every time. But this time he says, no, 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 it's not aliens this time. I'm going to prove it because it doesn't line up with any of the other evidence of aliens. And then he gives the typical UFO crap that doesn't pan out at all. Um, but in this one, he's like, no, here, X, Y, and Z is why it can't be aliens. And that ends up getting Sam and Dean kind of moving. They're like, okay, well, this is, he's noticed these patterns. The guy might be kind of off his rocker, but he's, he's on to something here. Okay, but that also ties into our ending, where finally, like, what, I, maybe like Dean gets returned and like as much as he wasn't told anything like it was in part that this was clearly the end of it and like he doesn't believe it and they stick around for a bit to make sure it's the end of it and no yeah, one else goes yeah. missing and then they decide to finally go like say goodbye to this the Buscemi character and they get to his apartment and like it's fucking spotless ah. and then it's the question of like was he one of them or did they ah. take him interesting so that I'm digging I'm oh. digging that more mystery. Saw, yeah, Steve Buscemi's at the heart of this episode. I think we've known that all along, deep inside. <laughs> this episode has now just turned into, like, a wall of cryptids with the red thread yeah. and Buscemi in the middle with a circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, my God, dude, this has been a phenomenal fic. I, I love this show. I have such a good yeah. time doing this. And like everyone else, uh, when time permits, you'll be invited back. So I definitely want to explore some more yokai with you. Yes, for um, sure. Jeremy even pitched a few. I think he actually ended up uh, deferring one to his wife. So I might even have her on. Interesting. Um, this is a very funny one there. You listen to his, you'll hear it. Um, uh, but before we wrap up, um, anything you want to plug? Where can people find you online um, or anything you want to You can to go find see? me at Local Bones. That's my handle on uh, Twitter. If I don't really use Twitter anymore, but I'm out there. If you search, if you want to find me on social media, that's that's where I am. Uh, and then the podcast we're covering, we covered all of Supernatural. Now we're covering the Winchesters. That's Monster of the Week podcast. Uh, we covered the show Merlin on Still His Kingdom Keeps. That's the name of that podcast. And uh, we have a new show that will be coming at some Ooh. point, which uh, I will not tease now, but it's <gasps> it's coming. Exciting. I'll be looking into it. I'm really excited. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, joining for us, me. Uh, I'm just, this happens you're the co-host of a show forever Us you and the aliens <laughs> me, me and the there's no one else in this room <laughs> you've been listening to a Carrying Wayward Minisode we hope you enjoyed and please let us know what you thought on Twitter Instagram Hive YouTube TikTok all the social medias at Carrying Wayward and until next time carry on our wayward friends <laughs>